This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. <laughs> okay, so, like, let's be clear that was a one take um, intro. We go, yeah, we did that in one take. Yeah. We did it in one take. It was like, oh. Not bad. And it worked out perfectly. And it worked. So here we are. Yeah. So, so we, um, we artists. We rappers. Yeah. We rappers. So shout out to the this people. my rap debut. Shout out to the people. <laughs> you don't want to celebrate my rap debut? High five to your rap debut. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I had to beg for that. You don't have to treat me like this. I am somebody. You are somebody. I'm also a rapper. I'm also a rapper. You hate him. Um, shout out to the people on Facebook Live. See that boy hating. Shout out to the people who, who listen to this on the... Uh, Spotify's and Apple Podcasts. On the Google Podcasts, on the, Podcasts, on the Podbeans, on the, on the uh, Himalayas, the, Himalayas the, blueberries, the Blueberries, Um, I don't know what else. Other things. Things where we do Yeah, shout, shout out to everybody on, on the things that'll be on the things. <laughs> shout out to all of them and things. And things You're stupid. Things. I can't take it. Um, yes, thank you so much. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the, the All Love, Love No Fear, Fear podcast. podcast. We got to introduce this thing properly. KB is in the building. Yes. Yes. And with your co-host, Mr. Mark Metapoetic Bennett. Yes, he's that here too. Me. That's him. I am him. I am him. He is us. Um, um, we is us. It's the All Love No Fear podcast. We're just here um, looking not nervous, look crazy. Like, this is our first episode. Like, we're not doing the whole... 20. Like we we have given people like, like what almost fifty, 50 episodes, episodes yes. of content, yeah. so we should be should, we should be less. Uh, we should be all together right now, right? And we're not. So we're gonna so, be together. You know what? We're, we're not used to the lights. Don't you, judge us because we can edit stuff, usually. right? Like so, in the background, like this is how me and Mark be looking like when we record the podcast. <laughs> it look just like this. Yes. We trying to step it up and do something with ourselves, but you know we not we not really succeeding at the moment. Yeah. But we're gonna we we're gonna keep moving forward, amen. Keep moving, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Israel Houghton said. <laughs> All right. Um. So, so as you can see, Mark is wearing one of our "My Love Is Fearless" T-shirts. He made this. All of the the things. I'm not feeling you up. This is consent. Um. So the love in the "My Love Is Fearless" it has like a bunch of words inside of it, like hopes and dreams and faith and all that stuff. And as you can see, our banner backdrop behind us, Mark also made that. Um, it's a jazzy PVC situation. It's really, really big, but like you can see the love part, but basically it's what's on our shirt. So if you want to rock one of these shirts and support us, um, we have them out there in the streets. We can get them for you. Yes. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Yeah. So, you know, Just what's the deep? Know. tell the people what you Um, You can buy them on store.thebln.com. There mm -hmm. are um, our t-shirts is there. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you just want to just email us, we just put the place to order that way. Just let us know what you want. We'll figure it out. We'll get you the shirts. Um, we can send them to you. I know we're doing social distancing, so make sure we just we'll just mail it to you. <laughs> so you right, we them. can mail it, and then you get it to the <laughs> house. You, you can spray it, and yeah. you can like you know wash it and do whatever like clean stuff you need to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, same thing applies to any um print design, any business cards, flyers, anything you need. We will everything will be mailed to you. 
we're keeping social distant guys like guidelines. Right. All that. Right. We're, so we're, store, we're not being socially distant right now because we live together, but like yes. you should, you know. Store.theblm.com. Yes. Is the way to go. We in there. We got right. stuff for you. So we're going to start off real quick with I love it or lose it. Yes. For the people who don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Usually we uh-huh. have four choices. Yes. And out of these four choices, we have to pick one we're going to lose, throw away, never want to see again. I don't want to see you. Peace. One that you love, hold on dearly, hold on close. Never let go. <laughs> and that's and that's usually love it or lose it. And we're going to do that section right now. Usually yes. only one person knows what the choices are. Mm-hmm. This time it is Kristen. Yes. And then we're going to go from there. All right. Cool. Great. So it's love it or, or lose it. it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Love it. Or lose it. Hey, love it. Or lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Love it. Or lose it. That's right. Hey. I, um, you got to keep going with the song, bro. No, I'm, 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 we're doing it because Hater rating the holiday I remember last day. time we didn't do it. People were just, if people where like, the song where at? Where the song at? Where the song where at? Where the song at? I'm like, I was like, that made up song? Like, I did not realize people were really just, invested. We just, we just like put that. it there. We didn't, we didn't really like. Like, that was legit like a, we were stalling for time one day. And it was like, what are we going to put on the love of the So we made up a song yeah. to stall. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Living our best lives. Right. Um, so I have this week's Love It or Lose It. And this was inspired by some Marvel watching that happened earlier this week. What is happening on my phone? It looks so strange. So, um, well, I guess last weekend we watched some Marvel things. Okay. Um, so I just have a question before I open this. Um, so we were watching X-Men Dark Phoenix. Okay. And... You know, Jean Grey is always getting into some stuff. So my first thing is, y'all got to stop inviting Jean Grey to stuff because she always get caught up in some stuff. And then, like, everybody be having to come save her. Meanwhile, she's one of the most powerful mutants of all. My my real question, though, is, all of these mutants that can't nobody fix Professor X's legs? <laughs> After all this time, all these mutants that came to Professor X's school for gifted children, and he's still in a wheelchair. Can't nobody fix it? What is the point? What is the point? What is the point? That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. So all of that <laughs> is what led me to the Love It or Lose It today. So today's Love It or Lose It, um, Marvel series, Marvel's, Marvel franchise edition, Love It or Lose It. Work. So these are the four Marvel like character franchise series situations that you have to choose from. One you love, would never throw away. The other one you're throwing away forever, you'd be fine never seeing it again. Word. So the four on the list are Captain America and all of his things, Daredevil and all of his things, Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men. Those are the four choices that I'm putting on the table for this week's Love It or Lose It. I guess in terms of show, not, not person. Okay, got it. Point. Yes, in terms of like all of their their bodies of work that yes. they have presented to I was like, the comic world. I was like, it's not even, okay, good, got it. No, it's not. It's not characters. <laughs> it's all of their content that we've been able to. So, consume. Captain America, Daredevil, Daredevil Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy, and X-Men. Yes. Lose it, lose it, lose it. Uh, I'm good with Captain America. I'll be honest with you. Okay, I I don't think that surprises me. Tell tell us more. Um, go on. He's boring to me, in general. I, okay. <laughs> he's just boring to me, and I feel like even like not him, for nothing. Winter Soldier made that movie, not him. No, correct. Like even him fighting, aka Dirty, is just boring. <laughs> um, it's it's boring fighting Dirty, and 
I, I feel as if, like, there's no, like, pizzazz with him. There's no pizzazz with, uh, with Captain America. Like, Captain America, he's cool, but it's just, like... He's not giving you what you need? Yeah, Captain America, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rocking him. Like, he, he's good. I'm, I'm good with not having Captain America around. I'm cool. Um, like, Winter Soldier was a good movie, but like I said, it, it was, it was, it was him. And, like, like, even, like, um, because even, like, with Civil War, when you talk about his righteousness, I was like, you sound, you sound real white privilege right now. Well, I mean, Captain America is the definition of like he, he, like, he is the whitest of the Marvel. Because it was like, yo, opinion. but like you know, the whitest of them. Y'all can't just be doing stuff. You gotta use some rules. He's like, nah, we stay in the world. We don't need rules. I'm like, all right, man, relax. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> relax on this. Calm down. So I got like in terms of Captain America movies, it was Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. So I get and 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 um, Winter Soldier was a good movie. Yeah, it was. And everything. Um, but I think him as a person kind of throws it off. <laughs> yeah, like like I went back up and watched some of the some of the um, the movies from from you know like mid two thousand tens or whatever, and I was just kind of like, I can take or leave these Captain America ones. Yeah, like, and like the movies are always fine. It's just I can always leave Captain America out of the movie, even if it's his movie. You just I'd be like, but he, he don't have to be here. Like the other characters are fine with you. You don't. He does not have to be here. He's, you're he's not cool. interested. You're cool. You're you're fine. You're like that's. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate which, you. Which is rude. Which is rude. It is rude because the movie is called Captain America it and is. something. So yeah. you would think that and something would be the thing that you would feel like you could leave. Correct, but no, but you don't feel that way. Captain America like, can get that here. Thank you. Was it say Captain America's movies had stellar fighting, stellar fight scenes, and plot? Yeah. Okay. Yes, the movies did. I, I apologize. Like I, I know, like people on um Spotify, right, on like, podcast, like we talking about. We're reading comments. We're reading in the, comments in the, in the, in the live. <laughs> and it, the comments comment says Captain America's movies had stellar fight scenes and a plot, which is true. There are some of the better written ones. I'll give they, that. They've written those because was that that one of the, the like second said, Thor with, one with, with the soldier written well. Yeah, that second Thor one terrible. I watched. I was like, Jesus, this is a horrible movie. It's terrible. Because I think I tried to watch them all in order up until Endgame in that second Thor movie. I was just like, good God. They restored it with Ragnarok, but that second one. Oh, the Captain America tragedy. movies are written well. They gave him like a lot of the better movies. I still would rather have the movies without him. Mm. <laughs> I feel like him as a person. <laughs> I don't want that. Is it him as an actor or you mean just him as no, the Captain, character? No, I never liked Captain America even like in the comics. Okay. I've always been like, man. <laughs> I've, I've never been interested in Captain America, so it's like I'm. I'm pretty sure, like he, he's probably like a, a, a good person to play Captain America. Yeah, I still don't like Captain America. <laughs> You're not interested. <laughs> just not interested. Is it man. because Captain America is like the epitome of America? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, so it's, like, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. All right. How about you? What you lose it? My lose it. Um. I have to visually look at this. Um, I'm at the goal with my man's daredevil. Lose it? Yeah. Why? He's annoying. Both Ben Affleck's version and the dude that's on the Netflix version. Like, they're just annoying characters. Like, the character itself is annoying. Like, I like the the actual, not the Ben Affleck movie. That one was who? Um, 
but the the Netflix series, like I watched it for a little while. And like I just was like, what is it about this that's insufferable? It's that damn like Daredevil as a character is just really like just like, you know, I just want to be righteous man. Let me righteous and do the right thing. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you are blind and these people is trying to kill you. Bump all like I'm here for the action, sir. And I don't feel like that's what you're here to give me. You're here to hem and haw and like, let me go, let me do the right thing. Uh, uh. He's like you're annoyed with his inner demons. <laughs> I am annoyed with. I cannot take it. Like I just, I cannot. Like I cannot. Like if I had to, like go watch one of them right now, I would watch any of the other three over Daredevil. Like I just would, because like I just, there's something about his character that's like innately annoying as hell. Like I just, oh god, it's just ugh. like I get your story. I understand what happened to you. I understand what you're going through. But I'm just like, bruh. Right, I need you to have some sense. Like, I just feel like Daredevil always puts himself in situations that he could avoid if he just uses common sense. Like the whole situation with uh, what was it with y'all name? Um, Nachios, um, Electra. Oh yeah, what up? Like, bruh, sis said she was coming to kill you over them people with the hand or whatever, and you still over there like, oh nah, she don't mean that. Get yeah, that's what she said, sir. That's what she said. Like, I just <sighs> he don't like to use his common sense, and he's a lawyer. Shouts to Michaela. He a lawyer, but he don't use his sense. So I just, you know, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. A question was posed. Are you all throwing away these characters in all, all their content movies featured? Not their features, but just them. Just them. I don't want to watch. Them and their, um, I guess if it's a Captain America movie, I guess it would be Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. But like, not, not, not everything he's in. Yeah, not everything he's in. Like I still watch Endgame and uh, uh Infinity War and those I, things. But I can watch I can watch the Avengers Sans him. It's cool with me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Truly, honestly. It's not even that big of a factor. In my opinion. Yeah, like if, if Captain if, like if the movies can be like The coolest moment Captain America ever had in a movie is when he was able to pick up Thor's hammer. I was like Yeah. Um Other than that, don't care. Yeah, like um because like they said he's the first Avenger. He wasn't the first Avenger. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. Bitches. Um, <laughs> he wasn't. Um, but it's good to say that, I guess. Yeah, people will say anything. Just people will say anything. They will. I, I guess he's part of the first team. I guess. I should have thrown Captain Marvel useless behind here. But you know, I decided to be respectful or whatever. <laughs> She's like the elevator scene. Elevator scene was okay. But man. That was from the. Second movie? I think so. First movie? Yeah. Big whoop. Okay. Big whoop. <laughs> Not big whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Not big whoop. Listen, listen. As far as I'm concerned, ain't nobody touching my boy Black Panther. So it's, every, it's all big whoop. Big whoop. So I take Dr. Strange at this point. Over that, uh, over that, uh, yeah. that Daredevil. Can't right. do it. So, um, love, love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what's your love it? It's weird. Um, I love the X Men cartoons. Uh huh. I loved them growing up. I like a lot of the X Men. The the thing that makes the X Men um, lose points are like not all the movies are good. That's what oh, makes it. It's very hit or miss. That's what makes them make you like eh, not all the movies are good. Yeah, I think that's why I fell off and stopped watching them. Yeah, for a because while. I was like. Mm. And um, not two hours in my time for this. But like there were there were there were a few good ones. There was a few like, um, but it's just 
not all the movies were good, and I think that's kind of what's kind of um giving it up there. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but I, I, I think in terms of just X Men in general, I think the cartoons, are, cartoons, and like, are like helping it up a lot. Okay. And even some of the Wolverine movies, mm-hmm. Origin movies. Okay. Good. Yeah, those are good. I do, I do like those. Except for the first one with like that fake their, their um, fake um, Sabretooth. No, the fake um, Deadpool. Oh, that was yeah. just just oh. like if you take that out. That. Yeah, I was so confused because then when they came back with the real Deadpool, I was like, "So what's, what's this, guys?" Yeah, me is so, confused. Me is don't understand. So yeah, I I don't know. I I think that um, X I I think the X Men for love it. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Because because it's it's a. I think I, I think it's the only reason is because I don't think I knew Guardians of the Galaxy that well. Okay. I don't think I started. I didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy was till the first movie. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. The movies were okay. Wait, actually, let's try that. Backtrack. The movies were okay. That character of, like, his father being the planet, that was stupid. Like, I don't like like, like the father. Like, the movie in general is good, but, like, that's, like, the characters are good. Actually, Guardians of the Galaxy are good. I don't know if that father is trash. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He's a like Black Panther wouldn't kill his father's murderer and he was white. <laughs> sir. Good sir. Good, good sir. Good sir. Good sir. Good sir. Why, why you got to come in here with the negativity? That's what I want to know. This is a positive, uplifting podcast and here you come with the negative. Sir. Sir. Oh. Sir. <laughs> we don't. No, thank you. No. no. Um, but yeah. I, I I think I think my love is gonna be excellent. Excellent. What, what is your love? It? My love it. Um, hold <laughs> on. Um, so let me just look at it real quick. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with X Men as well. Okay. Um, I like although all of the movies have not been great. I like how they have explored a lot of the characters in great detail. I feel like they do they've done a good job with that. Um and I just like the like I just I think I just like the variety of like powers and, and, and skills that everybody has. Some of them are useless in my opinion. But um I appreciate the character development that um Marvel has done with the movies and I appreciate you know the spin-offs like the Wolverine um spin-off. They had the X-Men first class. I love that I think that's actually my favorite First class? The first class. Okay. Um, like that series where they go back and show like Professor X and Magneto and them when they were young. Like I love those. Um I uh I also love the one what's the one? Yeah, it was first class where like they showed Deadpool like a brief bit. So like yeah, I think X Men no. is like was no. that it's not first no. class? Which was, one was that? No, the first um Wolverine origin. Movie. Yes, the first Wolverine origin movie. Yes. But yeah, I just love just love X Men. They're great. I'll watch them again and again. They gotta stop messing with Green Jean Grado. They gotta stop inviting her to stuff. She don't do stuff right. But um yeah, I would say X Men is my love it. Um my second runner up would probably be um Guardians of the Galaxy, mostly for group. That's that's not for group. Mostly for group. That's what I'm that's what I'm here for. 
I anytime Groot is on the screen, I'm tuned in. I'm ready to see what he's he's talking about. He says three lines, three words every time. I am Groot, and I'm like, there's different connotations to I am Groot. You really got to be tuned in to like get it. So Guardians of the Galaxy to my man Groot is like a one B. But yeah, I would say the X Men is my uh, is my idea of a good time. Uh, I I like how they kind of tackle like the 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 like political and social issues. I kind of like that. I don't feel like the the um, the Captain America's like they kind of touch on it a little bit, but it's kind of more like dramatic saving the world type of stuff. The X Men movies, I feel like you kind of see like the comparisons between like the quote unquote Martin Luther King version of like resistance against uh, oppression versus the Malcolm X, i.e. Magneto version of uh, resistance against oppression. And like, I feel like a lot of the movies are always centered on, on some type of like social issue about how mutants are being treated. So I kind of like, like the little social justice, like undercovering of X-Men. So I think that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I think um, in terms of X Men, I think it's um, it's good. Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I think it is true because there's so many. You're gonna have some useless ones. I've watched like a few. Um, if anybody gets a chance, look up E X Men. E X Men. What is that? It's basically like a YouTube video of someone, uh, <laughs> a Professor X, firing X Men because they're useless. That's fine. Who, who is who's on the chopping block? I want to know because a few of them are quite useless. But it's, 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 he, he put a thought box that we know because he he put um Wolverine. Hey, don't disrespect, don't disrespect Wolverine. But it was hilarious because he was like, he was like, yeah, I, I see what you're doing, great. But like, your whole inside of your body, man, meadow, the one thing that the person we fight all the time controls. So how useless are you? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, it's looking like a twelve. I'm gonna be honest with you. Just, like he can't be there. He just gotta, he gotta run in at the beginning and then just disappear. He can't stick around. One person fight. we fight all the time. Right, right. So it's maybe, maybe he needs to do like. So here's what Wolverine probably needs to do. He probably needs to be like the distraction, like right at the beginning of the battle, like a distraction. He needs to be like the the the, the people, the person who helps the X Men sneak the ops. Because he can't stick around if Magneto's there, because he's just he's useless. What, so what he, else? he got a he got a you know yeah he, he has a role to play. He I has mean, a role to the play. The other one, I, and I, we'll, we'll move one after this. But the other person was Gambit. <laughs> Gambit was like he was like yeah I charge up I didn't throw. He's like so I I have written down here throw stuff. That's what I <laughs> we throw things. He was like okay Cyclops but, is more useful <laughs> than you at this point. Cyclops is not more useful. He made that up. I don't I, even like Cyclops, but but I'll, I'll talk about Cyclops in a second. But he was like throw stuff. He was like, so if we're not in a in a dollar store, <laughs> then you're not useless, useless, just and then, useless. And then the um the other I talk about two one like and then Cyclops who was like, so what's what's protecting me from killing me and everybody a mile behind me? Who other is just those glasses? That's that's it. That's what you're <laughs> He's like, you are a health hazard. You are a health hazard. I mean, he was like, do, do, do you shower those glasses on? What do you What do you do? I I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Um, <laughs> he said, and what's protecting from glasses falling off? Do you have something to hold hold the glasses together on your face? Like, is that's all that's protecting you right now? It's a lot of valid questions. <laughs> a lot of valid questions being asked here. And then um, and then he fired Rogue. He's like, Rogue, you, you just you can't touch people. Stop touching people. <laughs> Stop yeah. touching people. That's what I'm saying. Like when I say useless people, that's why I'm like, Rogue. I'm like, all you do is suck energy and kill people. Like Stop I don't think touching people. 
Like it's just it just seems very useless. It seems very useless. You can't, seem... you can't kiss anybody. You can't touch anybody. Stop it. Unacceptable. All right. Let's move Unacceptable. On. Let's move on. All right. That was love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, hey, hey. Love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all, all right, right. right. Um, right I should topic. be writing things down. I should be time stamping, right? Yeah. Um, so that we can do this later. All right. Um, so we are taking a quick pause here, so I can get my app up, so I can time stamp. All right, Jesus. So I can time stamp. Hold on, let me get to a new. What you call it? Twenty four twenty eight. So our topic for today centers around um Lebusi and his shenanigans. So if you recall, um. Couple months ago, Boosie was out there wearing a uh, a fraternity uh, sweater um, to a basketball game or something like that, and the Jadena dressing boys were up in arms. Um, the Greek community was up in arms regarding um, Boosie's transgressions, and at the time, I was kind of hee hee hawing like, "Y'all have gotten several shimmies off of wipe me down." He could wear the shirt one time. All right. We thought we had stopped dealing with Boosie in the news. <laughs> Apparently, we were wrong. So this past week, um, Boosie, for no reason at all, revealed to the world that um, he had hired or procured the services, because I don't really want to accuse nobody. He had allegedly procured the services of a woman, an adult woman, to perform sexual favors on his 12-year-old son as a manhood rite of passage or something of that nature. Um, he also went on to reveal that he has done this several times over the course of his um, life with his nephews and I think nieces, he said. Um, all very disturbing. Um, so the internet response to this was very interesting. On one side, you had the people like, yo, he's a child abuser. This is disgusting. I don't understand why people are even still supporting him. We got to cancel him, this and that. And then we had the other side was like, well, he's an adult. He's a grown man. I can't tell no grown man how to parent their kids. He can do whatever he thinks is best, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm? So, um... I wanted to talk about that today. Um, you know, toxic masculinity and child abuse and how those things, for some reason, go together often. Um, because I saw a lot of men um, on social media talking about how they are or have been scarred by sexual activity with women when they were children. Like men that talked about, you know, people doing similar things like what Boosie did for them and looking at it like, oh, I'm helping usher him into manhood. I'm helping him being a man. Or boys who were like molested by like babysitters and stuff like that who were women and talking about how it kind of messed up their um, mentality and their thought process and how, you know, some of them were saying that they went to therapy to kind of work through um, their their issues. Um the other reason I kind of wanted to talk about this this week is because a few weeks ago when Dwayne Wade came out and said that his son Zion is part of the LGBTQIA community and wants to be referred to as Zaya, the internet was ablaze 
um, about how he was a bad father, how he shouldn't be allowing his son to explore anything related to sexuality and how his son is too young for that and da 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 there were a few people on the other side like no he's being a great father he's being supportive this that the third and the fourth but i noticed a lot of men in the black community particularly were just like dragging Dwayne wayne as a father Dwayne wade as a father and just saying how he's you know working with the the, the agenda and this that and the third and the fourth and i'm just like I need y'all to keep the same energy because what Dwayne Wade came out and said was my child is telling me that they identify as this and I'm trying to understand, support, and respect that. At no point did he say anything about my son is saying they want to have gender reassignment surgery or they're having sexual contact with anybody. My child is saying this. Boosie is telling us he solicited sex for his son or nephew or whoever from an adult person those children are both 12 one actually had sex of some kind the other one is talking about a gender identity situation so how is the one that's talking about a gender identity situation too young for sex but the one that actually had sex we're like oh okay that's cool he can do whatever he wants with his child help me understand walking through it so I just wanted to just just talk about that right quick. Hey. So yeah, I, I think like the um, what you're saying is correct. I, I think that the bias is is strong, um, in terms of how we interpret these situations, how we interpret um, these things. I think that uh, we have to do um, we have to do better. Number one, in how we uh, in how we Number one, how we judge others, and number two, this um the term toxic masculinity. A lot of people like try to sh- men try to shy away from the term, like oh it's not a real thing, something mm-hmm. that people made up. But this 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 is a symptom of that. It's a symptom of I need to do this for my man because that's what being a man, being a man has a lot to do with how many people you can take down, how many um woman you can talk to like that that is a that is a symptom of toxic masculinity that's where that's that's a symptom of that mm-hmm. um when you say when you have like all these little things that um you feel like you were brought up and you feel like you have to you um you're brought up in this society that you feel like you have to do as a man a lot of these things are symptoms of toxic masculinity and it's hard to, and i understand why it's hard to talk to somebody about that because it's basically saying the way that you were brought up, the way that you know, the way the thing that you thought of is wrong. <laughs> right. So I understand why it's hard to hear it. Because you're saying, however you were brought up, the things that you think, the way that you think about certain things, the way that you feel about certain ways, the way that you and your friends talk, all of that is wrong. Mm-hmm. So when, 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 so you're telling somebody that, it's just, it's going to bring up some strife. <laughs> it's right. going to bring up something that's not, it's not going to, it's not going to feel good to have that conversation. Right. Because you're, you're saying something that, and in and, and, and response, you're telling me that I am wrong and I am abusive in what I am doing. Right. And everything. Which is, which, so, which can come across as an attack. Correct. So like, that's why a lot of times people feel attacked with it. Um, I always relate 
toxic masculinity to um, white supremacy to um, homophobia. Like I, I relate it in the same way because it's people with power. And when I say power, meaning people who society has geared as the standard are told to think a certain way and saying the way I told to a certain way throughout the years. And someone in society is now telling you the way you've always thought is wrong. Mm-hmm. The way you've always thought about how certain things are is wrong. So how you how you um so now you feel attacked because you're you're attacked who you are as a person, right? Not thinking about the fact that so not thinking about the fact of how it affects that person. Mm-hmm. So um. For instance, having your um, child and giving your child an uh, older woman to have sex with will affect that child and how he thinks about women moving on. Right, exactly. It'll affect that. Absolutely. Um, it'll affect, number one, it, it makes women something that needs to be conquered or something. Like it, it doesn't make this guy should save themselves also. We always like pushing that women should save themselves growing up, mm-hmm. but they don't push that guy should save themselves also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by save themselves, you mean virginity. Correct. Yes. Correct. Or that uh, relationships with others sexually should be, is something that you have to, you should um, work towards. Right. Because in the Boosie, because he did this on Instagram Live, and basically he said something to the effect of, I'm training these boys right. I'm training these boys right. Um, no, for this. Um, this one. Um, he's saying, uh, yes, a grown woman, grown, super grown, checked him out, checked all my nephews out, super grown. I'm getting them prepared. She said she checked, I know what I know what she did to them. She checked me out. Um, then he said, I'm getting them prepared. Then he goes on, that's how I'm raising them. I don't care what y'all say. It's better than watching cartoons. It's better. I got them iPhone 11s's so they can watch as much porn as they want. Um, uh, it's better than them watching cartoons with two men's ki- two men kissing. I'm just like, bruh, bruh. So much to unpack here. Yeah. It almost sounds like R. Kelly, and I'm not making an excuse for R. Kelly by any stretch of the imagination. But if you watch the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, R. Kelly talks about how he was sexually abused by somebody and well now he talks about it but his brother talks about how him and the brother were sexually assaulted by somebody and that led to probably that probably led to um r kelly's own um operations with um underage individuals and boosie basically said in his statement that this same person it sounds like or someone did the same thing to him when he was younger and so he, because that happened to him, his psychology is messed up now. And so he thinks that that's a normal practice. So some, like you said, someone trying to tell him that that practice isn't cool, that practice is wrong, there's something wrong with that. He can't compute what you're saying because that happened to him and he thinks he's fine. So he, he doesn't see the psychological damage or effects of what he's doing on his own children. He doesn't see it. So it's just kind of like, it's it's mind blowing. Like, I know that he's from Louisiana, and you know, there's different parts of the country do different things, and they just have different thought processes. But I'm just trying to figure out who is around him 
that hears him saying these things, does everybody around him think that what he's saying is normal or cool? Like, there's not one person in the mix that's like, bro. Now, <clears throat> but, but that 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 kind of plays into a conversation before and everything. It's it's like how how it works is kind of like I I can see how someone would say that to a, a group of guys that I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Some guys might agree, some guys might disagree, mm-hmm. some guys might be indifferent. Mm-hmm. But I also see how those group of guys who might disagree. Might be like, oh, that's just what he's doing. Right, right. That got nothing to do with me. Right. They, he he raised his child a little crazy, but uh, that's, that's, that's what he wants to do. That's, that's, uh, I, I'm not going to tell him how he raises his own child. Right. And that's kind of where that conversation comes. Right. Not, but um, like, but, not, I, but, but like, but, but my but, point was when Dwayne Wade was Dwayne Wade was just saying, I'm just supporting my child and what my child has communicated to me. Why was he not afforded that same that same respect and that same benefit of the doubt or oh. That's how he's raising his child. I'm gonna mind my business. Because people feel, uh, people feel um, socially attacked by that whole thing. Some, like, like for some reason, like when things like that happen, they feel socially attacked by it. They be Karen attacked by it. They act like Karens. Act like Karen, yes. Oh, feel that. Karen is not a racial slur, by the way. Just, just so we make it It's a name, okay? It's a, it's a given name. Because I ain't, ain't gonna have nobody accusing us of using racial slurs. On yeah. the All Love No Fear podcast. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just felt like it, it, the, the thing that bothered me was how, how normal people try to make what Boosie said. And the reality is that for a lot of people, it is normal. And it makes me wonder, like, how many men are, like, walking around the world, like, really mentally jacked up in their views of the world, of women, of themselves, of pretty much everything because of the actions of someone like a father or a nephew, I mean, or uncle or somebody like that who thought they were like doing the right thing and bringing them into manhood. Um, And it makes me wonder like, what is the definition of manhood? Like, is there a one size? I don't think there's a one size fits all definition, no. but how did we arrive at that being the definition of you become a man when you have sexual relations with somebody? Like to me, 12 is too young to be having any kind of sex with anybody. I don't care whether it's heterosexual, pansexual, homosexual, I don't care. To me, 12 is just too young. I understand that people are having sexual relations with somebody at 12. But as a, an adult woman, I can safely say that at 12, while I may have thought many things about my grownness, I was not in any way, shape or form mentally within the range of, 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 of knowledge to make a good decision about having sexual relations with somebody. So I cannot imagine that a 12 year old of today understands the ramifications of what's happening to them or the decision they think they're making by ha- being having sex with somebody. And I'm, I'm in no way blaming these kids at all. The adult woman who went over there and gave these boys oral sex is disgusting. She needs to be under somebody's jail. Um, her and Boosie together need to be under somebody's jail. 
But like the point I'm trying to make is at that age, like they're too young for for that to be happening and for them to really be able to unpack and really process that. Like they might walk around with that trauma for years before they ever, if ever, figure out that it's whatever is wrong with them at 25, 35, 45 started when this thing happened to them when they were 12. And it's like, how do you, how do you repair that? You know, like how many people are they going to damage throughout life because they haven't tackled the fact that that was done to them? Like, I, again, I go back to R. Kelly, like because of what happened to him, and I'm not excusing him again because, you know, at some point you got to just get yourself together. But look at how much damage he has caused over the course of his life because he never got any real therapy or help or anything to address the root cause of his issues in the first place. So it's like, I just wonder, like, as women, how many of us, like, encounter these men like on a daily basis, um, in our workplaces, in our relationships, um, everywhere. And like, we don't know that they're carrying this stuff, this type of stuff. And men aren't the type that will talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Like you, it'll take a while for a man to tell you something like that. Um, cause somewhere in the back of their mind, a lot of them are like, oh, that's kind of messed up. Like they might say it amongst their friends, like, ha ha ha. But like, I feel like some guys know there's something not quite right with that as they get older. And so it's like, I feel like in, in an interpersonal relationship, like, I feel like it would be hard for a guy to like be open about that and, and come to the realization that there's something wrong with that. So I feel like you just see a lot of these guys out here that you're like, oh, he stayed, he, he got all the girls, he stayed like womanizing, he stayed this, he stayed that. Like when I see stuff like that, it almost makes me wonder, like, some people could just be like that. But then I'm also like, well, did something happen to you? that activated something in you that makes you this way now? I think that um, what you're saying is, is right. And I think that, like I said, I, I played into a conversation before mm-hmm. with um, guys who see something wrong with people that they interact with and not saying something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how that happens a lot. Um, and when I say something wrong, Something as as um something like this. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it's small, but it's not small. No, um, this is huge. It's, it's big. Um, but something like this that um needs to be addressed. And like, how do we uh unpack that? How do we have that conversation with people we call associates, people we call friends, mm-hmm. um, and not just brush it off like uh, that dude's wilding. Right. Um, how do we brush that off? How do we um address that? Mm-hmm. Have that conversation, and I think that's kind of where we um where we are. That's, yeah. that's where we are. That's where we have to start addressing, start talking about. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I think... Because I uh, no no go ahead go ahead. Um, I I think um how we define manhood. I think defining manhood, it's a conversation that um a lot of people have, and a lot of people think they know what manhood is. Right. Um, and a lot of times their manhood comes from either the people have they idolize. Mm-hmm. Or the people who they're around, and mm-hmm. like, oh, that, like, we, we have this um, vision of what um what it is, mm-hmm. what it's on, 
Mm-hmm. And um and I, I believe that it's it's wrong. I think a lot of time a lot of times our vision of what manhood is is wrong. Absolutely. Um a vision of like they um there's this mindset that like whatever manhood is, we kind of put black men over on like on a on a heightened sense of it. Mm-hmm. So what that means is being a man um stereotypically is to be a lot more strict yes. or a lot more more, mean, hard. more hard and everything. Mm-hmm. And for a black man is to be harder. Right. right. Like it's like to be a man as a black man is like you have to be think strict. of I am man, hear me roar times ten thousand. Correct. Um they always say being a man is to be overly to be sexual. Yes. To be very sexual. Mm-hmm. And to be a man as a black man, they always say it's to be overly sexual. Right. And I feel like when stuff like this happens to little kids, Correct. it opens the door for them to be. He's saying that these kids are watching porn. So, like, they're watching porn and they're having sexual relationships with adults. Like, like Facil- facilitated by their parents. Facil- facilitated which, which, which by their parents. Is, which is a big difference. Which is insanity. Because facilitated by your parents means there is no error in this. Right. Like, because at that age, you're like, I trust my parent. What they must be doing is right. And it's like that that creates a warped, a super warped mindset. So now I'm just concerned that these little boys are going to just be growing up, just doing all type of wildness and, and craziness, not realizing that there's something wrong with the way they're thinking or what they're doing or what or what was done to them. You know right. what I mean? Like I got into a whole argument on on uh, the what was it the Hollywood the Hollywood Walk of Fame strip. It was a whole argument. I'm dragging it. So like we were walking down the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and Billy Porter was up on a poster, or the show Pose was up on a poster, and I was like, yes, Billy Porter. And my father is um, one of those men that's of a certain age that just they're they just have a very different idea of what manhood looks like than men of our generation. Like they're just a little, a little less fluid about their understanding of it. Like they very much feel like it's this, this, and this. And I was just like, yeah, Billy Porter is like, yes. Like I was, I was hyping Billy Porter. My father was like, nah, like that's not lit. He'd be on red carpets wearing dresses. I'm like, but maybe like a thousand other black men out there in suits. Like what, what, what's the big deal if this one guy is wearing like a tuxedo dress situation? It's not, it's not changing anything about like black manhood and masculinity. Like that still is what it is, regardless of what this one guy is doing. And like, my father was like, nah, that's not it. You can't support stuff like that. And I was just like, bro, I don't, I'm not understanding what you're so upset about. Like I just, I stand Billy Porter. What can I tell you? But I think that ties into this very, what you just said, this like, hyper masculinity that black men have to they feel like they have to be a part of that they have to be a part of and perform and so boosie is completely messed up in the head but i believe that he believes that he is helping his sons move forward toward this hyper masculinity because that's his idea of what it is is to be sexual it's to have sexual experience especially with an older woman and, and i'm gonna stick a pin right there and i think that um the excuse that what, what you will hear every time they bring it up mm-hmm. is they'll use the excuse. Because, like, this, uh, other interviews have said this has happened, mm-hmm. which this does not mean that it never happened, but it is not the excuse for how you treat somebody else. Right. Meaning, uh, Dave Chappelle has said it, mm-hmm. and a few of you have said it, like how 
Hollywood would always try to put dresses on black men. Right. Yeah. Right. And they'll they'll try to do that. Um, they always like they feel like all black comics have to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. They always do that and everything. And a lot of people took that as like a signal, like okay, so anytime I see that mm-hmm. on the um in the public eye, it's for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that we're missing out on. That is not true. <laughs> no. So, correct. It is very possible that for a good amount of time that Hollywood was trying to do that because trying to say, like, that's what that's what a, a black comedian does. Right. It is very possible that that is true mm-hmm. and that these people are just living their life. Right. They can also, <laughs> both things can be true. Both these, things can be true. These people are just living their life and it has nothing to do with that. And I mean, let, let's be clear. I, I need us to, as, as a race of people, unpack why we feel like if a black man is not wearing what we think a black man should wear to be masculine, that it's part of an agenda to feminize, to, to effeminize black men. Robin Williams did a whole entire movie in a dress and a wig and glasses. Mrs. Doubtfire is a wonderful movie. I love it. I'll watch it till the end of time. It's a great movie. Like there are several white actors who have put on dresses or acted like women in very popular movies, but like you don't see this same sort of like he's attacking white manhood. He like like you never see that kind of energy. So and I mean I get there there are layers of reasons regarding that. Correct. But I also feel as if the, who, who are we trying to prove the manhood to? Yeah and, and, and that that's what I'm trying to figure out. And and the big the big thing you have to understand is there is not only one image of black men that needs to be out there. Exactly. And I think that is where the disconnect will always be. If you feel as if that you need to only have one image of black men out there, it's going to be a concern. The only image of black men should not be black men in suits, talking a certain way, and dressing. Like, that should not be the only image of black men. Right. Because that's not what black, that's not the reality of what black men are. Yes, because black, not all black people are the same. Not, not one yeah. Group of black people, or one not one black if, person is the same as any other. If you streamlined the view, uh, and this goes, it goes for black women too. If you streamline and you believe that all black men should do a certain way, it 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 gives um, society the the right to demean uh, to demean anybody else who dresses or talks a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the concern. Uh-huh. I think, I think once we do that, we can do. We can once we um, feel as if they're like, all right, we, they all should dress this way. All black women should look this way. We start saying that okay, if you don't dress this way, you can treat them however you want because they're not dressed the way we want them to dress. Right. If you say black men with suits. Great. This is how black men should dress with suits all the time. Right. Then you're saying that black men who don't wear suits, they don't, they don't, should not get the same respect mm-hmm. because they're not dressed a certain way. Right. This doesn't mean you don't wear suits. Right. <laughs> this doesn't mean that. But what I'm saying I love is, me a suit. I yes. What it means is you have to be mindful of trying to only have one single image out there. Right. I understand. There was a time 
when there was no other images of black for black men other than as a thug, as a gangster. We, we were actually watching. Um, what was it we were watching? Um, What's it called? Something on Netflix. Oh my god, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, but it was but basically we'll, this. Uh, we'll this, talk about it. Yeah. But like basically talking about how black people they only had certain images, and it's hard to view other images outside of that. It was always a hard thing to do. It was very hard to show other images and this and that. It was just, it's just hard to do. Mm-hmm. So they had to force other, they had to force these streamlined images so that we you would have more images to look up to mm-hmm. for that. But I, I believe that was still, that was, that's us trying to break through. That's mm-hmm. us trying to break through. Mm-hmm. Real freedom is saying I can do what I want. Right. <laughs> real freedom is I can, Wear what I want. That's what real freedom is. Mm-hmm. Real freedom is understanding this is what you're doing, but that is not what is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real free- and that's what you have to understand. So, like, we have to understand that they are dressing this way because society is trash, but also society is still the wrong in this. Mm-hmm. Society is still the wrong person in this in, in this thing. So we can't treat. We have to be mindful how we treat others in the society who might not live up to that image. Yes, yes, yes. I I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I think I think all the way around. Like, I mean, society is toxic. This we know. Um, and you know, we as a people, I think, are trying to do the best that we can with the tools that we have within the toxicity we live in on a daily basis. But that doesn't mean that we have to stop being accountable for the things we do and for the choices that we make. And so I think, you know, we can have all the conversation we want to have about black masculinity and sexuality and stuff like that. We can talk about, you know, all these different things that, you know, society has in place to hold the black man back and this, that, the third and the fourth. But ultimately I feel that all that's fine, but, People like Boosie and people like him and people who think the way he thinks still have to be held accountable for the things that they're doing. Because as much as they're talking about, you know, black masculinity and, and, and you know, black men got to be men and this, that, and certain, the fourth, you're ultimately hurting the entire black community with what you're doing. Because like I said before, by doing this and and unnecessarily and illegally and disgustingly exposing young black boys to inappropriate sexual contact well before it's the appropriate time to do that before they can even make any kind of informed decision you've already tainted them and now they have to walk through the rest of their life dealing or not dealing with that and everybody that they come into contact with is now dealing or not dealing with that as a result and so there has to be some accountability for what Boosie and people like him have done. And, you know, there has to be an awakening of us as a community to say loudly, bro, you're out of line. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be anybody on some, that's his kids. He can parent however he want to parent. Because like I said before, the difference between him and Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade said, this is something my child came to me and said, and is working with me to help me understand what their point of view is. Dwayne Wade didn't go out and get his child 
anything. He didn't go out and see. His child came to him and said, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm dealing with. I would like your support. Boosie's sons and nephews ain't come to him and say, hey, dad, hey, Uncle Boosie, could you find me an older woman to get down with? They didn't do that. He brought that to their door. He introduced them and he, to... And if he did, then it's still bad. Even if they did, he should have been... <laughs> he still shouldn't have done At some point, it's like, you're the adult. Yeah. You're the adult, and ultimately, you're responsible. Like, a 12-year-old kid is going to do whatever they want to impress their dad. That's just the truth. And even if that kid felt like, I don't know about all this, they're not going to be like, nah, dad, I'm cool. They're trying to impress their dad. They're because, trying to... Because this is, has been the standard of what men should live and, by exactly. in my household. Exactly. In this household, this is the standard that men should live by, so I feel like I have to do this. Exactly. And that's why it, that, and this becomes a chain of events that affects us in the future. It just becomes a chain. Yeah, exactly. And so he, like that young boy didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice. And so now you've, now you've foisted this unnecessary experience on him that's going to change him forever and not in a positive way. And I feel as if people, the fact that people are trying to brush it off and be like, well, you know, that's his household. I'm a let, that's what's wrong with, you know, a lot of things in our community. Like we've adopted some of the things from the toxic society we live in and we've really held on to them in a really, really negative way. Like the fact that he felt comfortable to get on Instagram live and say this is insanity. Like, what is with these people just talking? Like, going, it even makes me go back to think about, like, T.I. and his whole thing when he was talking about his daughter's um, virginity. Like, bro, shut up. Like, why are you... Like, I just feel very, very distressed when people of color in particular paint their children in sexual lights because I feel like Black children already have a hard time being children. And when you start putting that Correct. sexual lens over them, when it doesn't need to be there for any reason, it just further it just further makes it harder for them to be children. Society has already over-sexualized our children. Exactly. We shouldn't put it in there also. Right. We shouldn't be adding to it as well. And that's what I feel like Boosie is doing. Like, I'm not saying that if he did this and I never heard about it, I would be cool with it. I would still be like, yo, that's mad disgusting, bro. Like that's that's yeah. gross. I would still yeah. feel that way. Yeah, like if But the fact that you just volunteered this information on Instagram Live for no reason whatsoever, like I'm like, how do you not see how out of order this is? Like, how do you not see what the problem is here? How do you not see like the fact that you could potentially be creating a monster in your children with the things you're doing? Because who's to say that that little 12 year old boy now isn't gonna go back to school whenever the outside open back up? And be overly aggressive with girls in the school. Because, oh, this grown woman did X, Y, Z. These girls my age will surely do it. So it's like you've opened up a portal to God knows what. In terms of what his behavior is going to look like going forward. And I'm just like, you on Instagram kikiing and laughing like it's funny. And it's not. And I, I think we as a society and as a people, we have to hold these people more accountable. Like At this point, people got to cancel Boosie. We can't keep fooling with him no more. The campus got to stop showing to his songs. We just got to stop because that type of stuff is just unacceptable. If we can sit and say R. Kelly got to be canceled, so can Boosie, as far as I'm concerned. Because, I mean, not to say R. Kelly was right for anything that he did. He was absolutely 100% dead wrong. But I didn't see R. Kelly out here with any of his children on these shenanigans. 
at the very least. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't foist this foolishness directly on his children. That's what Boosie is doing, and I so I don't I don't think that's great. We're not gonna do that. No, I'm I'm not saying no, <laughs> the only point I'm trying to make is we're not gonna we're not gonna give Arca an in leeway or anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> the only point I'm trying to make is if we go cancel him, we gotta cancel Boosie too. Okay. Because I'm just like Oh okay, right. I'm not giving Arca a leeway. No, 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 no. He, he gets he gets he gets zero positives. He gets no, he gets nothing. He gets nothing. <laughs> zero positives. But my whole point is if he's going to if we're gonna cancel uh, Robert, we can definitely cancel Boosie. Correct. Because he got about two songs that we like, but we can move on from that. It's much easier to cancel him, I promise. Yes. Much easier. But yeah, and, I just and, and that woman is trash also. That woman is absolutely trash. I want to know who she is because I want to get her down for the papers. Well, she's. It, I don't think they're gonna tell her. She 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 will be arrested. Yeah. To me, it sounds like she did the same thing to him based on what he said. But I'm like, how old is this woman? Because if she was messing around with you and you a grown man. Because I think Boosie is our age, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm just kind of like, if she did this to Boosie when he was a kid, how old is this lady and why is she still... And, and, and as a woman, as an adult woman, what is it about a, a 12-year-old that's attractive to you? I don't, I don't think... I don't, I don't, I don't think and I'm not saying... Not, not even attractive, but how are you not disgusted by the idea? I think anytime, but most. Like, how much was he paying you that you was like, you know what, bet I'm gonna go do it. Like, that's just the, the thought of a twelve year old is just disgusting to me. Mo- most just, times, ugh. most times, I think when it comes down to someone older, it's a, it's a power thing. Um, but we'll move on. No, we, I we, know. We move on. Yeah, but, but it's just. But I think most times, anytime someone, someone they older, locked up Mary Kay Latorno, they can lock this it, lady. It's up. it's usually a power thing. It's usually what comes from. He must have paid her a pretty penny because I can't imagine. That's just nastiness, guttiness. Oh, it's trash. It's trash. Guttiness. Guttiness. Right. Him yeah. and everybody in his circle, nasty man then. Fire for bun. Right. Shouts to Capleton. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Capleton said that. He, said she, that. he did say that. He did say that. I yes. didn't lie. Shouts to Capleton. <laughs> <Zero>. um, <laughs> That's right. But yes, I see you guys' comments in um, the Facebook Live. So if you see us leaning forward, it's because we we're, we're trying comments. to read them. We're not being weird. And my eyes is bad. So these com- it's, um, Facebook got to make these comments bigger because I'm like over here. Just like I promise you, the comment above Dalton's, I can't read the first two or three lines. He says that oversexualization is from when these kids are toddlers. People out here talking about two year olds flirting and being little boyfriends. Yeah, I don't like that. That's another topic we can talk about another day, but homie, don't play that. I don't like that. Yeah. Mm -mm, That's nasty. Oh, that's my little boyfriend. He's a toddler. If you don't get your creepy, uh uh. Yeah. You'd be trying to get fought behind that type of foolishness. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you know, if you guys have any more top any thought, any more thoughts, any more perspectives on this that you guys want to share, absolutely leave them in the comments. Um, even if you're watching this live after it's already been posted. Because yeah. we definitely want to continue the conversation because this is not like a one time thing. Um, like if you want to talk about it, remember in the all love no fear pcast.com. We have a place to subscribe, mm-hmm. and we have a place. We have a forum discussion. Yes. If yes. when if you add things to the general discussion, I will make a separate group for that specific episode. If you want to have a conversation about it, Whoa. so if you want to talk about this in the go to alllovenofearpcast.com. Yes, yes. Subscribe and also become a member so you can we can talk about it on Word. the forum once Word. again. Uh, thanks, thanks again, once again. Um, that was our topic. We're gonna go right into our 
Music Spotlight! Music Spotlight! So which note were you just now? I don't know. Okay, cool. I just, I wasn't sure which one. What is it, C? I don't know. I don't know. We got to get I'm the... Making, I'm making Where's notes. the keyboard? <laughs> Do it again? Do it again? No. I, I don't know. think that was a C. I don't know what C is, Kristen. I'm making, I didn't, I'm I didn't think it was a C. I'm what? making up things. I know. I just wasn't sure it was a C. I was trying to help you. <laughs> I'm making up things. Oh, why should I call me? I can't talk to her right now. Um, I'm just saying how to post me. Um, yes. So, music um, artist spotlight this week um, is featuring the artist, the duo, former trio, known as... Little Brother. I'm not sure what Mark's doing over in the corner. I'm excited about Little Brother. <laughs> I'm excited about Little Brother. I'm not sure why you hit me with a bogle, but we just I'm move excited about Little Brother. That's not a C either, but I'm excited about Little You know what? Where's my keyboard? Next time we do a live, I gotta have a keyboard so we can like tune ourselves. We didn't do I don't remember doing it. So we, we, we're here. We're we already decided it. So if we did so it before, you, uh, you get two. Look at you, little brother. Look at you. Woo! Yes. Look at you. Um, so little brother, little brother. Um, they are a group out of Durham, North Carolina. Um, and it currently consists of Fonte, um, Big Pooh. Those are the two current members. Um, Ninth Wonder, the producer, was originally uh, part of the group, but it was a trio, like I said. And um, he left the group in 2017. I mean, 2007, I'm sorry, to go do his own thing. And, you know, if you've ever heard of Ninth Wonder, he's done uh, work with um, Jay-Z, um, with uh, Rhapsody, with J. Cole. Um, he, he's actually um, two chains, he, Nipsey Hustle. He, he's one of he's one of uh, Rhapsody's mentors right now. Yes, he's one of Rhapsody's mentors. He's kind of a big deal as a producer. So, um, what she said? He's like Kristen out here channeling the clock scissors with that keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> All I need to do is throw a shoe. Don't throw the shoes. Nah, nah, but that was gangster. I bet you she sang the note right, didn't she? Um, anyway, so little brother group out of North Carolina. Ninth Wonder was a member up until 2007. Um, they released they released five um, studio albums and six mixtapes. The most recent album they released was May the Lord Watch, which they released last year. Before that, um, they the last time they had released an album was 2010. So they released this May the Lord Watch album in um, August of last year. Um, and it's a bop. It's like real, like just really like, driving in the car, head nod, bop type of hip hop. Like it's not aggressive. It's not raspy voice. It's not pop smoke realness. It's not Casanova realness. It's not Busta Rhymes realness. It's just like real, which I love. Hey, hey, hey. I do like it. Why? Don't judge me. You know me. Um, You like it. Don't act, don't act brand new in front of the Facebook people. You know the vibes. So you don't like when I, when I play that type of music? You don't like it? I just want to know. You don't like it? I like Busta Rhymes. Anyway, like Casanova's concert. Rest in peace, Buffalo. Um, so yeah, so they released this album last year, and it's just like a real easy breezy, like nice, cool vibe when you're driving around, you know, or you cleaning, or you're just doing something where you need like, you know, positive energy, but not nobody yelling at you, but you want to hear like some cool stuff, uh, lyrically while you while you listening. 
um, little brother is the way to go. Well, he said, Reverend Tugger, what? <laughs> Reverend Tugger, what? <laughs> says New Tigalo. New, new t- I can't see. Says New Tigalo. New Tigalo. I don't know. I can't. I can't read. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Little brother. We're going to play Sitting Alone. Um, the melody will sound familiar once you hear it. I can't remember who they're sampling. But there you go. watch album like that album is like a whole bop like i think i first heard about i didn't know who little brother was until maybe last year when joe budden from the joe budden podcast mentioned them and i was like oh let me go see what they're doing 
I thought I, I know you know who like, I, and I, I listened and I was like, well, I like this. Yeah, I used to vibe with your brother all the time in college. This is real nice. I didn't even know who they was. Listen. Let me not for a while. Apparently. Apparently. I didn't know. <laughs> Nobody told me. I yeah. was late. I was late. I think I, I, I started listening to him at the Get Back. I think the album was the mixtape was Get Back. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't with it. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. Nobody told me. Word. But I got hit to it and I like it. And so if y'all are looking for something to listen to, it's not really new. The album's almost a year old. But um, if you're looking for something to listen to um, during this quarantine time, um, that's going to give you a little bop, a little a little lyrical realness. Lyrical realness. Um, little little brother, that's those are your guys. Um, and so the song they were sampling, because I I've heard it before, and it's I can't figure out. It was the light. I was like, what's the name of that song? I can't think of what it is. But the actual artist is um, Bobby Caldwell, and the song is Open Your Eyes that is being sampled in both The Light and yes. in this song. That's what I was trying to find out. Oh, that one. Okay. Yes, that's why. I, I, like, I know the, the song. I was just like, oh, what sorry. is the actual song that you're sampling? Gotcha. That's All what right. That's what I was trying to figure out. I'm on it. Yes. Yeah, see? I got my life together. Don't judge me. You don't know me. Well, you do. I do. I do. Don't judge me. Um, so. Right. Next, we have uh, This Week in, in Random. And again, you took my phone. So I can't timestamp anything. What does it say? One thirteen. <laughs> I'm not aggressive. I'm just like, I'm gonna go write it down, and then I'm like, where's my phone? Damn it! Sorry, I was having a moment. Sorry, my bad. I'm not. I'm not apologizing for her. Well, I am apologizing, but like, I was like, why is my phone over there? Because I, I have things to do. But the, not on my phone. But well, my phone right now, as you see, is recording. I got you. What up, Tahira? Tahira, no, hey, go hey. And hey, Dalton. And hey, Michaela. And I know Samantha was in here. Vita was in here at one point. Hey. Hey, what up, everybody? We in here. So um, we ain't really got much to talk about because outside's closed. So this is going to go real fast. Um, well, well, yeah. We're serious. We already had 114. Last yeah. time we had 114. We had two hours. So yeah, we were was, was talking <laughs> for a minute. We, we, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so What's first? What's first? So the streets are saying that the NFL and the NBA gonna open back up. Yes. Um. So get the men who are into sports will be very excited. Hi, Reverend David. How you doing? Um. The men who are into sports are gonna be very excited because um. And I mean, some of the women will probably be excited to get these men from breathing near them. This whole quarantine. Like, I love you. You're great. But like, I feel like people who just be like, can this guy go to another room and do something besides breathe near me? Um, I could see how the NBA and NFL possibly reopening might be appealing for them. Um, I, I'll be interested to kind of see how it goes with like no fans. Yeah. Because I feel like sports like that kind of require fans to be there. Hey, we here. Um, and so, I, I listen, if the people going to play, I might give them a watch because I need something to do at this point. Because all my <laughs> sports that I'm interested in have definitely been canceled. Like, the Olympics is canceled. So, like, I can't get my gymnastics. I can't get my track and field. Like, all that stuff is a dump. So, <laughs> tennis is canceled because I think, what, what what is this? It's May. So, we might have just been wrapping up French Open, um, U.S. Open coming up in September. But all that's a dub now. So, if they come and put on the NFL or the NBA, <laughs> I might could watch. <laughs> Groupies, listen, Major League Baseball is coming back, they said, next month. I keep trying to tell people. I... Listen, single ladies out here looking for the looking for the bag. 
Major League Baseball is where it's at. Stop telling people how to be a group. It's not, it's not a groupie podcast. It's not a groupie podcast, <laughs> not, but we have to do community service. Okay? It's not community service. It is community service. For who? The people trying to get to the bag, Mark. <laughs> we have the it's information. Not Why not share the information? Why you hate it? It's not community service. Mark, are you mad because you're not an, an LOB player? Is that what you're saying? I just don't understand why you hate it. I'm pro I'm not upset. I'm trying to see somebody prosper, and I feel like you're not you're not supporting the prosperity of these individuals. No, I'm not upset about the movie. So listen, well, listen. I'm not, well, I'm not upset at that. Major League Baseball is where it's at, sisters. Get with it. Right. Um, oh. Don't say don't say that this podcast never gave y'all nothing. Don't say that we never did nothing for you. Okay. We trying to help you be great. Okay, so bad. Basketball got yes, they do, but like. Those contracts don't pay out the same to Hero. No, she said Major baseball. League no, Baseball is where no, the money's at. No, baseball is the second one. Yes, but yeah, Tara know the vibes. All right, she um, know the vibes. Um, <laughs> but um, but like it, it was interesting to see like all of the um, the still kind of like they were, they were playing for a long time. They were playing a bunch of history sports, sports in like nine years. I, I, they ran out of stuff for a long time. To talk like about. seriously, like what is ESPN's um, content right now? Like what, was, are, they, what out, are they making? They was out here putting up like. Slapping contest. I was like, you got nothing. Like, just <laughs> outside, got to open back up because this network is about to fall apart. So also, don't have nothing. Also, you know what was flat to watch was those Marvels. I don't know if you saw the Marvels. Marvels? You see the Marble Racing? No, they, I did not they, see they the have like a whole, They have like a whole league of Marble Racing because people are bored. Good day. Good day. Good day. A whole league about Marble Racing. Jesus, take the wheel and drive fast because don't nobody have time. Samantha, Samantha pull together. What is Samantha say? <laughs> I'm going to start going through games. Sam, Sam, Sam. Pull together. I'm trying to help you prosper in 2020. Mark hating because that's what he do. He hate. But I'm trying to help you be great, okay? I'm trying to help my friend prosper. Can we pull together? If my friend prospers, we prosper. All right. You're, not, you're not seeing the trickle-down effect of the prosperity. That's what your problem is. What is you're next? not seeing it. What is next on the docket? What is next on the docket? Let's look. So we'll see if any of these things open back up. If they do and they're televised, I'll give them a watch. Um, shifting roles to uh, music. Um, so the Ludacris versus Nelly versus battle happened on Saturday. Um, I know I got in here and talked hella smack last week yep. about um, how I didn't like Ludacris, and yep. I still don't. But yep. he won that battle. Yes, he did. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I respect Nelly for playing it, songs it was- that no one knew and, and bopping. Like, that's how you play your own stuff. He was like, jamming. He was like, he got to jam on your he, own stuff. He just came to jam out. Ludacris was over there like, he was like, he was, uh-huh. like, he was playing new songs. He was like, he even said, he was like, I don't know if y'all heard this song. I don't care. Right. Ludacris <laughs> like, was over you, there like, you might have not heard this song, but I'm gonna play this song anyway. Ludacris was like, oh, oh, okay, that's that's real nice or whatever. That's real nice that you that you playing that. That's real nice. Um, he was giving me a little bit of a baby face to Ludacris. He was just sitting over there like. Okay, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do, yeah. But that's cool with me. It, it, it was a good battle. Like honestly, like even like it got my like high school slash early college like life together because uh, some of those ludicrous songs I haven't listened to in a hundred years. Like Saturday, I haven't heard that song easily in ten years, if not more. Like it, it just it gave me what I needed. Like, it did, it did. So I still argue that T Pain versus um, J- Lil John was the best battle I've seen. Like, that yeah. battle felt like a party. Because, because, because like, they, they both have hype party tracks. Yes, that, that battle was a party. I was yeah. like, oh, this is the club. Let me find out. But it also made me remember that, like, Ludacris had, like, mad, like... But Ludacris had, like, all the inappropriate tracks for me in college. Yeah. yeah um, all the inappropriate tracks for me in college. Was, what, was, what was that one? Dun, 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 dun. Splash Waterfalls. Splash Waterfalls. I was like, what's the name of that song? Um, <laughs> listening to that as a full-grown adult is like, 
Nah. <laughs> I didn't have no business singing along to that when I was 17. I was absolutely out of line. It's unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah, that's one of the, the... Somebody in the comments said, that's one of them songs you play, like, you put on mute or play real low when your parents is in the house. Oh, 100%. 100%. I if was, I had played I that out loud in Colleen and Brian's house, they'd have been like, now, sis. I was dying laughing because he, he played that song and everybody in the comments was like, it's too light for this. It's too light outside. Yeah, like, it's too bright outside. <laughs> that song is absolutely when the... when the, too um, bright outside. When the... When the... Uh, when, the, um, when, the when it's real dark in the club. When the club about to close, that song is appropriate for that. It shouldn't be played at 7 o'clock in the evening when the sun is still out. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It was way too bright in the room for all of that. <laughs> it, entirely, it was entirely too bright in the room. Yeah. For all of that, but it was a it was a good time. Yeah, it, was, um, it was good though. It was a good time. I I got my life like I said, my early two thousands. Um, it gave me what I needed. I also realized I didn't realize I like pimp juice as much as I did. I love that song. <laughs> I was like, yeah, da, 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 but but juice. but Nelly won that round. Nelly won that round. One hundred percent. My chick, my chick bad is better than. Then, uh, no, yeah. my chick. Yeah, Nicki Minaj's version of my chick bad is not better than pimp juice. I'm sorry. Well, know. the version that had um the other ones in it. Yeah, the, if he had played the version with Eve, that might yeah. have been a competition. The, the version, I, I, when I think of Magic Bad, I only think of that. I only think of the remix with Eve. I right. only think of that version. Right. And I, I do agree that Ride With Me won in the round with uh, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, because that one's just more, like, I feel like Saturday is a, you had to be into Ludacris at the time to know what that was. If yeah. you weren't, then there's a good chance you didn't you didn't know anything about that. Yeah. What I know he what did come out here and play Body On Me next to Roll Out, sir. Sir. That's what I said. I think like sometimes you're just like Nelly, was you just picking songs? He was just playing whatever he wants. Also, what was happening with Nelly's internet? Oh my god, they were calling him Nelly Riley. Slain. <laughs> Slain. I could not take it. Nelly's internet went out about three times during that battle. I was He's just like, Bruh, what is happening? What but what is happening? What you also realize in this whole process are the people who don't usually go live. Yeah, they never been live before, they don't so, know nothing about so it. So they're not really sure how this works. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't usually go live. Yeah. Don't use go Instagram live specifically. Right. And you notice that by what they do. Yeah. And I think um and, and like because people assume that it's, it's not that hard. But it is. It, it, it's it's harder than people think it is to go Instagram live because Instagram live number one, just like anything else, you can't just have you can't just play the music. The music the music has to be played a certain way mm-hmm. so that like when you're talking it's not cutting it out. Right. And like it's it, it's just it's just it's just harder than people think it is. I'm just laughing at the fact that they was calling him Nelly Riley while Teddy Riley was in the comments. Yeah, Teddy Riley was in the, the internet. Is so disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know why y'all behave this way. Okay, let's just do all this. What, what's next? Yes, but it was a good, it was a good battle. I got my who, life. Who, who's the next battle? Ludacris won. They haven't announced the next battle yet, but I have heard. I heard. I heard instances of two different instances. Yeah, I heard um, Jagged Edge versus One Twelve. One Twelve, which I sign up for. That sounds I'm fantastic. Ready. I'm interested. I want to um, know more. I heard um, DMX and Eminem. No, DMX. Yeah, DMX, DMX and Eminem, Eminem is one that I heard. DMX well. for Eminem, I heard that was. I heard like deep. No, I don't know if it was true yet, but I know that Nori was talking to DMX. Mm-hmm. And DMX, I mean, was, and DMX was cool. It was like, yeah, I could do Eminem. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Um, I just want to see DMX outside again and doing good. So I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever, whatever he's at. What, what, what? One podcast, not not this podcast. Maybe next podcast. I want to have a conversation about Eminem in general. Let's. I want. I just want to have a conversation about Eminem because I feel as if like let's. The Eminem conversation, I, I think people don't understand. Like, I like Eminem. <laughs> it's just, I'll, I'll say one thing. The problem, I, the big problem I have with Eminem, is that when he came in, mm-hmm. he didn't bring 
people to interested in hip hop. Right. He brought people interested in him. Yeah. Because people who like Eminem many times don't like hip hop. Right. They just like him. Right. So because of that, their standard of hip hop is basically just him right. in terms of how he raps. Right. Not understanding that hip hop is used for a lot of different things. Mm. So if you're judging hip hop based off, because if you're judging hip hop based off of how you're rapping, mm-hmm. then great. I understand why he is number one. Because you're right. basing off of how you rap. Mm-hmm. All right. Stop. Let's listen. I do like Eminem. I like a lot of Eminem. I, I just don't like the fact that people try to categorize him um, better than others who make better songs. Yeah. Who make who just make who just make better songs in general. Like I don't disagree with anything that Lord Jamar said when he was like, You're not gonna catch a regular like Brooklyn guy listening to no Eminem in his car. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, like like just it's never that's not his like, music is not catering to I, that pop, I, I, that population not, of people who love it. I'm not discontinuing his success. None of that. He 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 will outshine everybody on the charts. He will um break he will out rap most people. Well most everybody. Most everybody he will rap a lot of people. He will, he will most probably everybody like he will out rap a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to hip hop only to see people out rap people. <laughs> right. That's not why. Like you in the words of Joe Budden, you're not gonna bar me to death. You're not gonna lyrical miracle miracle me to death. <laughs> yeah, like, I just like, like I'm, I don't listen to hip hop just so you can bar me to life. Right. <laughs> like I listen to like hip hop. I appreciate is, a bar. I do. Hip hop is a music genre. So music genre means I want to hear music. So I want to hear all kinds of different forms of music. Sometimes I do want to hear just someone just just going hard bars. I do want to hear that sometimes. Not all the time. So yeah. Sometimes I just want to jam out. <laughs> right. Sometimes I want to dance. Right. Sometimes like I, like it's just it just depends on the mood. And Eminem only has only only satisfies one mood of me with hip hop. And that's what and that's what I'm trying to say. There are a lot of people who can facilitate all forms mm-hmm. of um things to me. We also have to remember that Mark's bar is Jay Z. So if you can't if you can't Jay Z us, then essentially we're good. As far as Mark is concerned. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm, of course I'm biased to Jay Z, but there's all other people that I still think are better in terms of wide range. Mm-hmm. Andre 2000. Yeah, Andre 2000 still has a wider range. Than I need Andre to stop running around playing the flute and give us an album, but that's neither here nor there. He has a wider range of topics. He talks about a lot of different things. Like I, I respect Andre 2000. The man was on the Walk It Out remix, so I mean, listen, if that's not range, I don't know what is. You, and, you know what it is. I feel like Eminem's keep trying to prove to us that he can rap. We know you can rap, son. Yes, like you, just, don't, you don't have to prove to me. Yes, just we give us compelling content. Just do content now. Did you, you know what I've never gone and done in my life? Listen to an Eminem album the second time. Never. You don't have to prove to me you can rap. You don't got to prove to me you can do bars. We all know you can. Stop trying to prove it to me and just make content. <laughs> just be more creative. Uh, take more chances. <laughs> like you don't have to. You don't have to. That's all I'm saying. Just, you can take more chances with with, with your art. Take more, um, be more creative with your art. You don't have to just be like, all right, I can rap better than you. We know. That's we fine. got it. We get cool. it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I also heard about a DM, was it a DMX versus Snoop? Was that something or was it a Jay-Z versus Snoop? No, it, it was, um, that, that was Buster a legend. Rhymes. Buster, Buster Rhymes. Rhymes versus Snoop? That's supposed to be in a I'm, I'm signed up for that. I want to see what they yeah. talk about. And I, I was um, having a conversation, Buster Rhymes versus Snoop. I think that um, it will be... A, it's definitely it will, East Coast, West Coast. It's definitely East Coast, West Coast. I feel as if, like, on the East Coast, we know Snoop. 
we know like his first album and the first few albums, mm. but like we don't really go hard for Snoop, especially in his later work, mm. as much. West Coast probably don't go for for West Run as we do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like I feel as if it'll be a very East Coast versus West Coast kind of room mm. in terms of that, because like Snoop's been in the game for a long time, and so has Busta Rhymes. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like people don't realize that Busta Rhymes been in the game for a long time. Long time. Um, and I think that's I think that's what people are confused about. Um, Buster Rhymes been around with Trap Court Quest <laughs> for a long time. He's, he's a part of Trap Court Quest. He, he's just been, he just don't want to join. He's been you, around. He's, for, he's been around for a long time. Snoop's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. They both have a lot of uh, good albums. Um, they both have question albums. <laughs> yes. Um, but they both do have a lot of singles that people that people remember. Yeah. And like I'm thinking, like I I I think they both have a good solid twenty. That yes. we can we can rock with. Absolutely, we both have a good solid twenty. We can rock with, and I think that's that, that's key. Yes. So apparently, uh, Buster Rhymes said something like, "Oh, the only the only female he would be willing to battle would be Missy Elliott." Yeah. And she might beat him, if I'm being honest with you. She might. Missy uh, Elliott, twenty tracks. Yeah. She might beat him. She might beat him. He, he, maybe he don't want that smoke. Maybe he's over, overestimating the power of his twenty. Because Missy's Missy's twenty is crazy. Um, I don't know, Buster. I, I, I don't know if you want that smoke. I think I think Buster Rhymes is not thinking about the audience who's listening. Like she'll, Missy will give you that smoke, homie. She, yeah, she will. More people because more people. No, number one, more people know Missy Elliott than Buster Rhymes. Absolutely. Yeah. Their music. They might know Buster Rhymes as a person. Yes. But more people know Bust, Missy Elliott's music than Buster Rhymes' music. Yes, but I think in terms of like how they create their content and like the, especially the visuals. Like I wish with them we could also get the visuals for yeah. some of their songs because some of their videos were like groundbreaking. They, they, like to this day, nobody's doing the stuff that they, they were doing they maybe visually. Do, maybe they can do a video battle. <laughs> I'm interested. I'd sign up. A video, video battle. battle. I, I think we can do that. I want to know more about it. A um, video battle might work for me. I want to get into it. I'm, I'm interested. Um, apparently the conversation, I guess Usher was on live with Swiss and they were talking, I guess Swiss was saying people were talking about a, a Lil' Kim, Nicki Minaj battle. And I was, and Usher said, right. Nikki is a product of Kim. What Kim looked like battling her? And I was like, correct. Correct. And what Nikki gonna battle me to death with features? I don't think there's a single full song of Nikki Minaj's that I like. Is she gonna battle me to death with singles? And I was and I, I when Kim when got started, song. Like I would get up here and sing the jump off till the cows come home. Yeah. And I was thinking of the same Point thing. I was three. I was like, Nikki has great features. She she, she does. has she has a lot of great features. Great features. I don't care for her albums at all. I don't care for her albums. I don't care for her singles. <laughs> yeah, at all. What's she gonna come? What's she gonna come and play against? Lighters up. What's she gonna come and play against the jump off? So, what's she gonna come and play so against? If you, if you can do features, then I understand. I got you. Like th- the fact that somebody even fixed their mouth to say Lil Kim and Nicki Minaj should battle is absolute insanity. Yeah. Y'all want to embarrass Nicki? You have to. You must want to embarrass Nicki. It's not gonna work. Like who battling? Who battling Kim at this point? Who? Eve. Eve, Eve just needs need to have more music. Yeah, Eve said... Eve, Eve had, if, if Eve had more music, that'd be different. Eve met Mr. Gumball 3000 and said, I don't need to do this music stuff no more. I can get on out of here. That's what I can do. But what Nicki's never going to do is battle is battle Kim and win. Y'all must... If y'all put Nicki Minaj and Kim in a battle, y'all trying to ruin Nicki Minaj. Y'all, <laughs> y'all really trying to expose the lack of, of body of work she has to be coming up against a little Kim. Like, come but, on. But come on. It depends come on the rules. If the, if the rules are features... Kim still winning. No, no. If the rules are features, I understand why it would be a battle. Mm-hmm. Because people, because like people will like, oh, I like this song. So because I like this song, I might, I might go hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, oh, this song is like monster. I yeah. like this song. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm this like, and her verse is crazy. Okay. So like, 
if, if all if, little come gotta come and do is hit me with, but just keep this on the hush. I know they seen the end of it. Like that's I, all Kim needs to do. She don't I, even need to say nothing. I got it. She just needs to play the opening bars and it's over. It's canceled. It. It's done. I got it. Finished. I'm over. just saying. God. If they could do features, one thing. But if they could do it just their songs. Onika, Tanya, Mirage don't have one song I like. Full song. <laughs> she don't. Not Her own one. songs? I don't know if it's going to work. Makanbada. 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 No. Nah. Nah, I'm not doing What do you say? Christmas Eve. Sir, stop speaking to Eve this way. Don't do that. <laughs> do not slander Eve's name on, on, on this internet. <laughs> don't slander Eve Jeffers over here. We shot Tavits. We will not have it. We will not have it. We will not have it. Uh-uh. Don't do that. You, you will not. Don't do that. Dalton over here talking wild crazy about Eve. We don't do that over here. No, not over here. Yeah, we we, we, we stand assist. Um, But yeah, and, and people tried to drag Usher for saying that Nicki Minaj is a product of Lil' Kim. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like literally so much of Nicki Minaj's image is what she copied from Lil' Kim. Yeah. And like the comparisons are obvious. People talk about it all day long. If they're going to have Kimberly Denise Jones on these internets battling somebody, it need not be Lil' Kim. Yeah. It shouldn't be Foxy either. I think they were it talking shouldn't about, be, it definitely shouldn't be. I think they're talking about Chris Brown versus Usher also. That would be interesting. And I I, and I think Usher smoking him on but you know what? Depends on the population again, of people who's listening. Population and once again. Because for me, Usher's winning. But features. I will not deny that does, Chris has some beautiful, beautiful tracks. He does. He does. Like I think that would be a really fun battle because Chris has been giving us thirty eight song albums for the last five years. <laughs> He's got twenty. <laughs> He's, he's got, got 20. He's, got, he's 20. got 20. It's not a problem. He got 20. It, I just feel like people of our generation but I, who grew up with Usher are more biased towards Usher. Yeah. And and Chris and Chris, Chris Brown's population of people are definitely more biased towards him. So it would be I, interesting I to our see age range how that battle goes. We'll choose um Usher. Absolutely. But I think also But Chris 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 has a high that's different. Yeah. This is his high is different. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I don't know. But I would watch an Usher uh, Chris Brown battle because they they both have hits. Okay, no, they also right. need to dance as well. What happened? What he said? Said Neo versus Chris Brown. Chris Brown has too many songs. Neo has written a lot of songs, yeah. but like if if you gonna play songs that he wrote, well, that other people sing. Yeah, sure. maybe. Yeah, if you do it that way. Ne- Neo couldn't beat Jonte Austin. How he gonna beat Chris Brown? <laughs> How? How? Please explain. Please explain. How? Can't do it. Let's say Ariana Grande versus Baby Mart. All right. Nobody. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Because people like to come and troll. Look, Ariana Grande. Girl, better get on. No, ma'am. Um, cut, cut playing on my internet. Cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. All right. Um, what's next? What's next? Like so, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, Diana Ross's daughter. Um, I shouldn't say that. That's rude. She's she's got things going on. She's, she's like in a, blackish. She's like, she's like a whole person. She was in Girlfriends. She's a whole actress. But I'm just saying it because she has a new movie coming out and it's actually coming to TV. I'm very curious to see how that's gonna work because I guess this is a movie that was supposed to come out in theaters, but you know, outside closed. So no movie theaters for us. So this movie is called The High Note and it's featuring her singing. Um, and I, I want to hear the song. I saw on Instagram she kind of like posted a, a snippet of it or something like that. So when we're done recording, I got to go listen to it. Because, um, you know, I guess it's sort of like semi-autobiographical. Like she wanted to be a singer, but didn't really pursue it, I guess, because of her mom being Diana Ross, who was not a great singer, but you didn't hear that from me. And um, what? So she is doing um, this movie. It's coming out, I believe, the end of this month. 
Um, and I am ready to get into it because I love Tracy Ellis Ross as an actress. I think she is just amazing. She's the bomb. I love her. Um, so it's going to be through video on demand. Um, and they're going to make you pay for it. I wonder because I'm like, how's the studio going to make money off of this if I can watch it at my house? So I need to find some more um, details about that. But I'm, I'm excited to see. Is this like, has she really been in movies like that? Tracy Ellis Ross? I don't feel like she has. I feel like seeing her, I was like, uh, okay. Like, I know her more for TV than I do for movies. <laughs> so I really had to be like, well, what movies has Tracy been in? Uh, has Is this Tracy's first movie? It can't be. No. That's impossible. We, we, gotta, we gotta look at her. Um... Yeah, I gotta look at her IMDB or something. What I did think was the disrespectful part of this movie. Ice Cube is in this movie as well, by the way. What I found was the disrespectful part of this movie is that they had the nerve to have Dakota Johnson's name as the first build on the movie. Don't nobody know who that girl is. Don't nobody know who no Dakota Johnson is. I had to go look it up. Like, who is that? And I had to go look and be like, oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay, got it. Got it. Tracy needed to be the first build on that show. Don't play my girl. But yes, I think this is Tracy Ellis Ross's first like feature where she's the lead person okay. in the movie. Because I went and looked at her IMDb. She wasn't Daddy's Little Girls, but she was sort of like a friend of Gabrielle Union. She wasn't the main character. And she played, she was the voice on, um, um, what is it, Regina Hall's um, homegirl, like, Alexa thing. But th- I think this is her first, like, feature film that she's done um, as an actress. So kudos to Tracy. Okay, I can't even be mad. At 47, and she's doing her first um, feature film. You know, if you can do, if, listen... Because I think it's hard. If you it, can, it, it might be harder to be successful on TV. Honestly. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? This lady has kept a check, and now she's doing her first feature film. So I can't even. Hey, kudos to Tracy. I will be watching on the video uh, on demand or whatever the case is. Tracy Ellis Ross has really been out here working. Like she's doing this movie. She also has like a hairline out for people who have hair like her. Not me. I can't do nothing with the hair she got. Um, but her products look like they're great. So, and you know who else is doing products too? Random sidebar, Taraji P. Henson. So I guess people are like, I can't really make the movies and the things like I need to. So I need to have a separate um, hustle. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, um, this hair thing. So yeah, that's, that's, that's coming out. That's happening. I'm ready to see that. Can I, can I get to the next thing? Um, thank you so much. Um, (laughs) and other TV news, I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. I know me and Tahira. We watch Kimmy Schmidt. So Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, they have like an uh, interactive movie out. So um, I've been watching that. Um, Umbrella Academy, which I think we talked about on this podcast, is coming back at the end of July, July 31st. So I am ready to get into what the kids are doing down at the Umbrella Academy in season two. Um, and we, uh, the what we talked about before is the show called They Gotta Have Us. Yes, They Gotta Have Us. Um, this British um, documentarian made um, a, a documentary about um, Black people's history in Hollywood over the last, uh, I guess, century. Um, they talked about, he could have encompassed a lot more, but you know, you got to work with what you got to work with. So they did interviews with like Spike Lee, Harry Belafonte, Diane Carroll, John Singleton. I was like, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, he must have finished this a long time ago because a few of these people are deceased. Yeah. Um, God rest their souls. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on Netflix. They've got to have us. I believe it's three episodes. Um, they have um, Cuba Gooding Jr. on there. Um, Barry Jenkins, who was the director of Moonlight. And of um, If Beale Street Could Talk, I believe he also did. 
Um, Jill Scott was on there. John Boyega from Star Wars was on there as well. Um, Natalie Emmanuel, who is also known as Misande from um, Game of Thrones, she was on there as well. And it really brought up some very interesting perspectives about um, Black Hollywood and how it's evolved over the years. On another, on a sidebar, Harry Belafonte is a is a vampire. We need to start doing some investigations. That man is like almost 100 years old. It looks amazing. The skin is just taut. It's tight. It's ugh. I'm like, Harry Belafonte is out here doing some type of sorcery because yeah. he but, looks amazing. Him and who was the other guy they had? This old guy. The guy was like 100. This British actor. I think his name was something Cameron. Yeah. I, I think he was also like just, they do not look their age at all. I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing life right. Yeah, I, I think that um people were saying like, oh, they should have done a lot more and, and highlight a lot more people. I think that um because the director was British, mm -hmm. he I think his purpose was to kind of highlight a lot more about what's going on with black British actors mm -hmm. than yes. you, than other documentaries. Cause a, lot of the, a lot of documentaries focus a lot more on American black actors. Mm -hmm. He wanted to focus a lot more on the problems that they're having in British black actors. So that's why I guess... It was a it was a kind of a good mix between both. Yeah, and I think that was so. If if you're if you're looking for like all black actors and actresses that you know, they're not going to be present. Not, it, be I, I think he wanted a certain blend. Earl Cameron was the guy's name. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I think he wanted a certain blend, and like I think for his purpose, I think he captured that. Um, because I don't really know, and like they they address like briefly the issue that we always see, like we always see um. British black actors playing American characters, black American roles, mm -hmm. and he, he he um touched on that a little bit too, mm -hmm. and like their reasoning was, he said in Britain, they don't address racism that goes on. Mm -hmm. They have racism, but they never address it. Right. So because they never address it, things just are just stagnant. So mm -hmm. number one, they will not let like a black person be in certain leadership roles. Like they won't let them be a prime yeah. minister. Like what was it? Um David David Oyelowo, who was in um Selma and a bunch of other movies. If you Google David, even if you don't know his name, if you just Google him, you know exactly who he is. He talked about how he had got casted for a cello or something like that in the Royal Shakespeare um company. It's like this big deal in Britain. And like people were up in arms because how can a black man play um Othello? And then this other guy, the guy who played the um, the captain in, um, what's that movie with the Blood Diamonds? Was that what it's called? Blood Diamonds with Jaiman Hansu. That guy, I think his name was Mark Harewood. He talked about how he got offered to play a prime minister or something like that. And people in Britain were up in arms like, we don't have black prime ministers. Why would this black man be a prime minister? What's that about? And so it's just kind of like, that's like when they explained that, it kind of made more sense to me about why they come to California and to New York and whatever and try to build their acting careers because like they'll they're able to have certain roles right that they can't they, that they can't up. necessarily get yeah. in England because the racism is so like insidious yeah. that it's like and people don't really fight against it because one of the 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 directors said it um in the best way she was like. The reason we like America so much is that racism is on the table. We can talk about it. We can fight against it. In England, it's not on the table. So we can't fight against it because if you bring it up, it's like 
you know, everybody's minds explodes. And it's like, what? What racism? We're not racist. What do you mean? Come on. We have everybody here. We love everybody. And it's like, how are you supposed to move forward and make change? If you don't address it. If you don't even address it in the first place. She's like, at least here, it's a constant topic on the table, whether you want it to be or not. So it enables them to work um, in ways that they can't work back in. Because at first, when Samuel L. Jackson had made the comment about why all these British actors keep taking American roles, my first thought was, yeah, I kind of agree. Because when you watch shows like all of the black, all of the shows that have black leads, Snowfall, All American, um, what's the other one? Um, there's another one that I used to watch all the time. Uh, the Wire, for example, and then you find out that the actors are British. You're like, there's no American black guys that was available. Everybody, I know Denzel and them is booked. I get it, but like none of these other young black actors were available. And then Brian White. And if you watch the black movies on BET, you know who Brian White is. If you watch Stomp the Yard, Brian White is the leader of the Theta New Thetas. I only bring this up because Stomp the Yard has been playing repeatedly on BET, so I've seen it. Several times. Can we have a conversation about Stop the Yard? Can we just talk about that? We're going to talk about it. Hold on. So anyway, <laughs> in this documentary, Brian White made a very poignant um, statement about why British Black actors get the roles to play Black Americans more so than Black American actors. And he said, Black British actors are trained actors. They go to school for their craft. They, they do... They do everything. They don't just do movies. They do plays. They do musical theater. They do all manner and breadth of things to develop their acting talent. So when they come to auditions, the level of professionalism and, and, and crispness with their talent that they have is different than an American guy who's just like, what, no, I'm no, using his words. This no, is what he said. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no, I'm, but I'm just, I just want to finish. Yeah. What, what are you saying? We're not arguing. I'm just saying. What, I, what he said was, when they see that compared to the average American black guy who kind of got into acting because somebody was like, oh, you have the looks, you could possibly do this, whatever, without the necessary training or whatever that a lot of these British actors have, that gives these British actors the upper hand every time. Yeah. What, um, what I'm saying, what the, the key point of that is they do that. You have black Americans who are trained also, but the thing is when they come from Britain, they don't charge as much. Right. <laughs> and I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because usually when a black or a black American gets all that training, they're like, all right, I'm Run worth, my money. I'm worth a certain amount now. Right. You should pay me what I'm worth. Right. And the British guys are the bargain. But they they're they're the bargain because they come in and they're like, we just want something outside of where we are. So right. they're more they're, they're more inclined to negotiate because right. they're like, we don't even have this ability to do this here. Right. So we're more inclined to negotiate our salary. Right. To get into this film. Right. Because if I'm looking for a black guy in his 40s to 50s for a movie, and my choices are Will Smith, which is going to run me 25, or Idris Elba, which is going to run me 10 to 15, Idris Elba gets the movie. <laughs> like, I'm like I'm giving Idris. He's the cheaper option. This movie already costs him $150 million. I can cut $10 million of my actor payments by just getting Idris. I'm going to get him. Will, was, Will might be the bigger box office draw, but I might not want to pay him. Idris fits that demographic in terms of what I'm looking for. He cheaper. I'm gonna pay him. Correct. So you know that's just kind of how how that kind of kind of kind of plays out. But um, I thought it was a very very interesting documentary. Like it made a lot of sense about why we see so many of these British actors 
in these roles where they're playing Americans. Like, I completely understand why people were up in arms about David Oyelowo playing um, Martin Luther King. That, in my opinion, should have been an American person. But um, what's her name? Casey Lemons. She brought up a good point. She was like, the fear sometimes that directors have is that Black American actors, especially when they're playing like historical figures like Martin Luther King or playing characters that are like directly connected to slavery, it's like they're almost afraid that the Black actors are going to relate too much to it and bring an element to it that they aren't looking for. Like the British actors, because that's not their experience, they can play the part, but they're a little bit more removed from it. So they can kind of give the the performance that those directors are looking for. And I was like, that's also a really valid point. So um, if you are interested in like black cinema at all, like definitely go watch this um, documentary. It's really, really informative. I wish it were longer, but um, and it was great. really, really it's cool. Really they good. gotta have us. They gotta have us. Because they do. They do. Because otherwise, it's just really boring. And also John Boyega just be, one, just, just be happy to be here. I love John Boyega. I think, I think he's, he's, he's a new favorite. He's just happy to be here. He is. He's happy to be here. I love I love that young man. He's great. He's always just happy to be here. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I will I will give them a little coin to support um the good brother John Boyega. I do I do I do like his energy. I do like his gratefulness. He's great. He kind of reminds me of Denzel in the way that something about the way he looks kind of gives me a Denzel vibe. But um, I thought it was interesting Denzel wasn't in this documentary. Maybe he was busy. Maybe maybe he was filming Equalizer. Oh, speaking of which, did you hear that um they're doing an Equalizer reboot with a female and Queen Latifah is going to be reboot? the person? Not reboot, but like a reimagining. Like, it's not going to be Denzel. I feel like it wasn't out that long for the reboot already. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm I just telling like, you. The I'm first telling one you what the internet like, told me. Then the first one came out like six years ago? <laughs> okay. I feel like it wasn't. Okay. All I'm saying is, I don't know if it came out long enough. <laughs> it was not enough time. Listen, Denzel is getting up in age. He said, I'm not coming out here doing no more fight scenes than all of this. I'm too old. Okay. <laughs> So they said, we like this. People are into Equalizer. What can we do? So they said, let's reimagine it with a woman. And I think uh, I read somewhere that um, they're thinking Queen Latifah is going to be the person to um, cool. to take over this, which I'm interested in. I'm I, like, I, like, I, I watch. There wasn't like an action movie with Queen Latifah in a, in a, since like... Girl, Girl Strip? Was that an action movie? No, it was an action movie. You're right. <laughs> set it off. I don't yeah, know. I'm about to say it's set it off. Yeah, because um, Queen Latifah has been play- playing dainty ladies in the movies. <laughs> she hasn't. She hasn't. Because she, every time, I'm sorry, but have y'all ever seen Just Right with her in common? Every time I watch that movie, I just be like, who did this? Who did the casting? Because Common's not a great actor. <laughs> and y'all trying to convince me that Queen Latifah, who I know don't like men, loves Common is just crazy. Um, what? It's the truth. I didn't say nothing that was a lie. <laughs> Not one thing. Not one thing. I appreciate that she keeps trying to keep this narrative going, but I'm also like, let's not. So hopefully the equalizer will be a more accurate representation of who she is, and I don't have to force myself to suspend disbelief for what I know um, is I a fact of life. I don't have time for you. What's, what's next? I don't have time for her playing on my is, on my phone, is there on, anything my, else on my screens with these games. Is there anything else on the jacket? No, that was it. That's all we had. Okay. Nothing else on the jacket. We're gonna go. What did I say that was wrong? Did I, I lie? We're going to. Straight. So you believe that relationship with her in common? You I'm going it? to the team. Go on. You, be, you believe it? I just want to know if you believe it. You, write it down. You, you got, got my phone. You got write it down. You got time. Write it down. You write it down. One fifty one fifteen. You write it down. Um, but you believe it? I don't have time for you. Right I just want to know if you believe it. Listen, I do. Can someone you. get Mark to answer my question? <laughs> um, because. Mark won't answer me. 
He won't let me be nice. He won't let me be great. He won't answer. Great. So now it is time. Don't move on. For the BLMT tips. You're so rude. Tips. We're going to come back to this. The BLMT tips. We're going to come back to this. <laughs> it's from our business, <laughs> the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC. It is marketing tips that we usually get. Um, and we've been doing a series based off of our um, our post that we made on our website, theBLM.com. Yes, yes, yes. And the the post is titled 10 Things Small Business Owners Should Be Doing While in Quarantine. And we are at number nine. So we are almost done. Yes, we're and, moving on. And number nine says to give back. If you want to know what all the other ones are, once again, they're on theBLM.com. Under our marketing tips. And this one says give back. It is always important to give back to your community. You support your community and the community supports you. Always find ways you can support the community during this insane time specifically. Always research different opportunities to make a difference. Remember every opportunity to help out shouldn't be a press run. Some ways to give back are you can donate to nokidhungry.org to benefit children who need food at this time. Donate your food, time, or money at a food, to a food bank. Volunteer remotely at www.alone.ie for companionship for the elderly. Give away groceries to the elderly. Free or reduced rate daycare service for essential employees. Volunteer at a community action agency that is providing a myriad of different services for the community. Offer transportation for people going to the grocery store or hospital. Or you can just donate cleaning supplies, masks, or toilet paper to individuals or organizations that can assist with distribution. These are some ways you can give back. Word. All right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of what you just said, um, somebody told me this. So for everybody out there listening... Um, if you are in need of toilet paper, one of the people I work with told me that you might want to check with an office building near you because a lot of them have toilet paper in there and obviously they're closed, so they might sell it to you. Um, they also told me that they found success with getting produce and getting certain food items from restaurants who are trying to sell off um, excess product that they have. So um, if you are in need of some stuff, those are two options um, to check out near you, depending on what um, you may need. Um, so doubling back to Queen Latifah. What, what's happening? Because and the people want, to, want you to answer me. You believe <laughs> you believe her in common. You believe it. You believe it. It, it, it seemed believable to you. It was a move. It seemed believable it to you. It was a move. I watch Living Single almost every day, and I don't believe man relationship um, Queen Latifah was in. So I don't know why from 94 till now she's still trying to convince us of these things. But, I mean, I get it. All right, girl, go off. So, But you believed it. It's possible that she's just been not, she's been interested in focus on her work. But she's focused she, on her work. She is, she is married to her business. She's married. She's to her married business. to her work. To her mm -hmm. acting. She's married to her. She acting. is married to her music. She is married to a woman. To yeah. <laughs> a woman. She's not married to a woman. Thank you, thank you, Danielle. She she got a whole girlfriend and a baby. I don't know why you keep trying to act like you don't know the vibes. <laughs> girlfriend and a baby. Why? Yeah. why? It's the truth. Get on the internet. It's out there. I'm not going to answer that. <sighs> the internet. It tells you all the things. <laughs> no. So, because of the internet. Because so, the internet. Are we, are we move on? I did like the movie. See, you like the movie. Great. Uh <laughs> Watch it again. Watch it again. I liked it too until I watched it recently and I was just like, okay. 
Are you ready? Y'all was reaching with this. You ready to It was a hard reach. Reach out and touch. So everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um I was just gonna say, please subscribe to our podcast at yes. all of no fear pcast. Dot com. Yes. You can find us on the Spotify. Yes. You can find us on the Apple Podcast. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can find us on the Google Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us on the Podbean. You can mm-hmm. find us on the Himalayas. You can find us wherever. Blueberry iHeartRadio. Or on the website. Follow us on Instagram, All Love No Fear PCAST. That's our Instagram handle. Please subscribe to All Love No Fear PCAST.com. Yes. So you can get updates for up- upcoming um, um, episodes. Yes. We're going to post this video. Yes, and we're going to post the links that you talked about in your... Um, in your BLMT tips for the virtual um, for the virtual volunteering, we're gonna post those links on um, when we post the episode on our website as well. Okay. Yes, yes. we are. Yes. <laughs> Just yes. so people can have yes, it. Yes, we are doing that because I know that people people can read. People can people might be interested in looking into that. All right. Um, I appreciate all of y'all for coming in. Yes, for we thank you so hanging much. Hanging out with us. Yes, on our first live. Are we doing this again next week? Are we doing? I don't know. We might do it for the last episode. I don't know. I don't know. We'll. Sp- We'll see. We'll see. We kind of play it by ear over here. We'll vacations. We can. Yes, I suppose we can. So, yes, we'll do a live podcast again next we'll, week. We'll do a blog next week. Yes. Tell your friends. Tell, tell them a friend to tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. friend tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. friend. Tell a friend. Yes, I see some um, of y'all came through, blessed us, brought friends, brought company. We appreciate y'all. It will be on the DSPs on the. On the, um, on the uh, yes, that's on DSP. Digital. Digital streaming, streaming platforms, platforms. i.e. Spotify, Apple yeah. Music. It will be up there nature. tomorrow morning. Yes, tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Um, what should we name this episode since we got y'all in here? What are some ideas? What should for, we name for, it? What should we name this episode? Because I, I want y'all to help us now because we're, I'm tired of trying to think of things to rename it. Yeah, oh, you still got to rename the other one. Then you go back and you got to change it. <sighs> yes, it's called Smartfish. Yes. Smartfish. So what, any, anything you would like us to name it? Anything Any on your anything, mind? Anything on your mind? No. No? No? I'll have to just figure it out. Okay. okay. <laughs> Y'all just going to leave us for dead, huh? <laughs> okay. It's cool. The it's disrespect. Cool. It's fine. The it's disrespect. Fine. You see how they do us? You see how they do us? Okay. It's fine. It's cool. The you know. disrespect. No, no. You don't have to comment. It's cool. Nah, it's cool. It's, all, it's super uh, quiet. It's super quiet right now. It's cool. Um, it's a quiet place. But um, but yeah, we'll, we'll catch you later. Yes. We are rounding the two-hour mark of this, so we're going to pack this thing up and take it home. Yeah. Um, so thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for so much for supporting us. We love our fearless fam. And until next time, we bid you adieu. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love. No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love. Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey.